Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman Podcast, guest starring Judge Jesse Thorne. I'm your bailiff, Jordan Morris. This week, odor in the court. Christopher brings the case against his girlfriend, Andrea. Andrea says that Christopher re-wears his clothing too often and doesn't care for the clothes properly. Christopher says that he doesn't smell and he's happy with the way the clothes look. So what's the problem? Who's right? Who's wrong? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge Jesse Thorne enters the courtroom. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Please hold your applause for the end. Bailiff Morris, would you please swear the parties in? Christopher and Andrea, please raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help you God or just the universe or, I don't know, the spirit of love? Yes. Yes. Do you swear to abide by Judge Jesse Thorne's ruling, even though he's constantly traveling in a cloud of cartoon filth like Pigpen from the Peanuts? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not sure what that is. It's very funny to Americans. Thank you. Judge Thorne, you may proceed. You guys would, you would probably recognize something about some weird cartoon guys that go to a boarding school and they're in a comic book that's too small. Oh, uh, Banana Man. <laughs> Do you guys have Banana Man over there? You had have Banana, banana Man. man. Banana, man. banana Man. I don't have Banana Man in Spain, though. Andrea, excuse me, Andrea, Andrea, Christopher, oh, uh, wow. welcome to the courtroom. Um, Christopher, you've brought this case. Can you please tell me I- exactly what the static is? Um, so I, in a nutshell, because it's kind of multi. Uh, layered like a trifle but um i think it's i don't know uh, what that I, is <laughs> i wear um sort of uh raggedy clothes um and i like them uh but andrea doesn't like them or i really get the impression that she really likes the way i used to dress and that's not how it is anymore um i also don't uh smell nor do i I shower. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> what do you? It, what? Hold on. What do you take? Hamster showers? Dust bath? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just don't. I if if I smell, then I'll shower. But other than that, then I I don't really do much. And I'll repeat. I repeatedly wear the same sorts of clothes until I've ground them down to. Uh, you know, nothing but thread. When you say uh, you'll repeatedly wear the same sort of clothes, you mean the same category of clothes? Like you'll repeatedly wear trousers on your lower half and shirts on your upper <laughs> half? Or do you mean that you will repeatedly wear literally the same piece of clothing? Both both of those statements, yeah. So, yes, I, I wear the same uh, clothes. You, you, mentioned, you mentioned that your style of dress has changed. When, when you guys met, were you an investment banker and now are you a uh, gypsy pickpocket? <laughs> <laughs> that's not too far from the truth oh, no wait a minute it is i wasn't an investment banker but i am i do look like a a sort of yeah like a a ragamuffin pickpocket now uh I, i've got that kind of uh who was that guy, the I, guy can, with the, I can understand that you've got a pickpocket or two um yeah I, I i i used to dress with shirts like um and they were pink and i suppose investment <laughs> bankers wore those um, <laughs> what do you wear now instead of shirts <laughs> so yeah <laughs> You've abandoned shirts. I've I've abandoned shirts. I have kind of. A... Maybe you should explain what you're wearing right now. Uh, hold on. I I wanted before we get into all the specifics of what you're wearing right now, Andrea. I'm amazed that Christopher would choose to say all these things about himself. I mean, traditionally, <laughs> these are things that you would say about him in a complaining type fashion. But can you tell me what what are your issues with his manner of dress and his personal hygiene and his weird attitude about those things? Yeah. Well, obviously, I enjoy his attitude because he's taking it to the level of comedy. And <laughs> Not on purpose. Not unlike Pigpen from Peanuts. <laughs> Again, this is very funny to Americans. Yeah. But I think... The point where I get maybe most annoyed with, uh, even though maybe I shouldn't, is when, for example, he comes back he comes back from work the whole day and then he goes into bed with those clothes and then he waits till the last minute to go to work again with those clothes again. So it's just like a cycle where there's no stopping. There's no even, oh, I'm going to change my socks. or It's just like going from one bed, work, 
you know, weighing the same things. Christopher, do you change your undergarments every day? No, I don't. I, I think if you asked that of everybody, you would you would get a uh, people would say yes. But I think the reality of it is 90 Five percent of people do not change their undergarments. Not true. Not true. Not true. Incorrect. Bad math. math. (laughs) You are absolutely incorrect. I just, (laughs) I just moved into a new house. I have no laundry (laughs) facilities, and yet I have managed to change my socks and underwear with each successive day. Each day brings a new underpant and a new sock to each of my feet. Boy, this is going to be the shortest episode ever. I mean, no, no, can no, we just no, string no. them up? Okay, so Christopher, obviously you're making some sickening choices. Um, <laughs> this is Europe, you know. It's all it's all like nasty teeth. You're and, you all know, drunk. We bathe ourselves in the canal. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Elizabethan Europe. <laughs> you may be describing a. We have- a time when there was a man whose job it was to pick excrement up out of the Thames. They do that here because like, there's canals everywhere. Every year they have to haul up all the excrement. There's, there's, that really happens. Yeah, but I'm sure the guys who are hauling up the excrement change their underwear every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Andrea, Christopher has told us that he doesn't ever smell. Is that correct? Um, in, yeah, it is true. But it doesn't mean that he smells well, you know. It's just like maybe it's true that when he starts smelling of sweat, then he would have a shower. But sometimes it's me the one suggesting it. So sometimes I really have to say like, hey, okay, now it's time to go to the bath. (laughs) Andrea, is it possible that either of you um, are facing the sort of situation that, say, a sanitation worker says they will face, which is to say that after a certain amount of time working in the dump, you s- no longer smell the odor of garbage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be true. Or... Well, no, but then that would mean that other people would say that I smell. Yeah. You know, no, they would not say that. They would not say that, Christopher. <laughs> that would be rude. They would just avoid you from there on out. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> but no, this is a uh, – but we're in Holland and they're quite straightforward. I would say people are quite matter of factly and they just go by straightforward. Of course, you mean totally baked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about Holland stuff on this show, aren't we, Jordan? (laughs) Sure. All three of the things. (laughs) Yeah. What do you got? Number one, you got wooden shoes, wooden shoes and you got dykes. Yeah. Fingers and dykes. Sure. That's fun. Finger and a dyke. Um, Okay. Well, if it sprung a leak, what are you supposed to do? Uh, God. Christopher, how long have you gone without showering specifically? How how long in like the recently? last few years? What's the longest stretch of time you spent without allowing the cleansing water that's brought to your house through the convenience of indoor plumbing to touch your body? <laughs> um, I'd say about uh, just over two weeks, but but the, the, I, I would say whoa! That, um, in the, wait wait wait, hold on, hear me out. So in three weeks. weeks <laughs> no, 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 no. I'd say two weeks, two days. It was something like that. And that was in 2010. Now, I, and it was because um, uh, it, it rained twice on the way home. <laughs> Why did you happen to be rain. nude? You're not a car. <laughs> <laughs> but it was summer. So it was, I was wearing just swimming shorts and like a vest and I got drenched. <laughs> and I thought, ah, that's, that's Hold a on. Stop. Let's, I'm more upset. Even then, the, by the fact that you spent two weeks without washing, by the fact that you were walking around in public streets wearing swimming trunks and a vest? I've just been to have a swim in the canal, which I also counted as a sort of shower. You mean the excrement canal? No, there, there's, there, there are some, there are the ones that kind of ah, like, ah, they, ah, clean. Shut your pie hole. Oh, boy. Christopher, we've established how long you've spent, you've taken between showers. How long have you worn the exact same clothes? And I want to hear both full set of clothes, including socks and underwear, and full set of clothes, but you changed your socks and underwear. Uh, oh, uh, hmm. and no, and no, saying that you changed an accessory. Access, accessorizing is not changing your clothes. 
No, I don't really accessorize either. But the, yeah, I, I don't know. He doesn't strike me as a guy who has a lot of neckerchiefs and ascots. <laughs> um, well, the, the, I change my clothes regularly, like once every two or three days. But those clothes, uh, there's there's a cycle of these clothes. So you know, it's sort of like uh, something gets taken off, gets put on the pile, and then another thing gets taken from the bottom of the pile. Uh, you have a and pile. Then, you have a pile. Yeah. Listen to yourself. <laughs> Uh, Andrea, as I understand it, you've submitted a photograph of the pile. <laughs> in the garbage bags. Um, this pile is garbage bag, yeah. Uh, Bailiff Morris, could you bring me those photographs? Yes, I will, of course. Okay, so, uh, Andrea, I'm looking at these photographs. Can you describe to me what I'm seeing? Um, is it the one where you see three black I, bags? I see three black bags and I see a chair. Yeah, okay, so... You see like a wardrobe and then there's some clothes that are being folded. And then there's some spaces that are free. Those are supposed to be the spaces for Christopher's clothes. But instead of being in the wardrobe, they are in the middle of the room in uh, garbage bags. Well, I mean, it could just be that Christopher uses the wardrobe to travel to a magical <laughs> land. <laughs> so, <laughs> Got to keep it clean. Sure. <laughs> Now I also see I also see another photograph. This looks like a comfortable armchair. Oh yeah, this one when I'm where I'm sitting. Yeah, that's um, that's usually like um, how he would just leave his clothes around, like so, so this, whenever they. This armchair them. is completely covered in what look like soiled clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Soiled in rain and canal water. <laughs> Yeah, and then one day he would just like he just exchange them. So he picks one and then leaves another one, but without cleaning them. So, uh, Andrea, I, I have to ask you this question: um, Christopher is a, is obviously a disgusting man um, <laughs> with uh, personal habits that would <laughs> barely satisfy a hobo in the Tudor times. That's the 17th century, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I may well be mistaken. Please do not email me. Um, Tell me, you're the one who lives with him. Um, Did you move in with him knowing full well that uh, he was a disgusting greaseball? (laughs) No. I knew that he didn't like showering, that he doesn't like getting wet generally. So that's all I knew. Christopher, are you a witch? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not a gremlin or a witch or a mogwai. I just don't like water. Did water do something to you? <laughs> I. It is just showers are kind of unpleasant. You know, it's no, getting in. Them I believe is, yeah, exactly they're great. Opposite. They're great. Showers they're are soothing. Probably one of the best thing right up there with the ready availability of ice cream. I would say they're one of the best things about living a modern industrialized life. But okay, all right. Let me I'll, maybe I'll the, oh, maybe the Dutch better. shower is something different. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a euphemism. It's just a shower um, of tasty buds. <laughs> yeah. Um. Can I when can, you take when you take a Dutch shower? Do you ever find yourself afterwards to be sticky, icky, icky? <laughs> anyway, tulips. Yeah, go ahead, Jordan. Uh, this it seems like something something that I noticed early in the conversation that I would like to know a little bit more about. It seems like at some point during the relationship, you've changed your either job or lifestyle or something like that. I wonder if that has anything to do with this. I'd like to hear from both of you what that change was. Andrea, maybe you could start. He was studying art and now he's an artist. So that's maybe he's more comfortable with the fact that he's an artist and he's following this role. No, Um, I think he's like, he's got like definitely an identity crisis. What? Yeah, you told me that. You told me that the clothes were like a... Uh, that you don't want to follow any fashion, that you don't, you want to break rules, and then that you you're trying to find your your way of like yeah by breaking rules you're finding yourself or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, is there an, <laughs> is there an, I guess is I mean you I mean I just don't like water. 
isn't a very compelling argument, but is there an ethos okay. behind this that we should know about? Is this like uh, Carl Lagerfeld wearing those weird collars and all black and those crazy sunglasses? Me? When I dress now? Yeah. No, no, no. Although I did go through a black stage. I thought, I'll try out the black stage. Yeah. You know, but okay. I, that's right. weird First because all, I've heard that you never go back. <laughs> <laughs> so it's weird that you... <laughs> So tell me, tell me what what is the reason that you have chosen to wear the same clothes over and over indefinitely? Is there <laughs> um, is there an intellectual reason? Yeah, I guess. Like I, I, Andrea, I think sent some evidence before of how I used to dress, and I really dressed a bit hipsterish and like wearing just superfluous braces. Uh, what, suspenders mm-hmm. um with like shirts tucked into my trousers with tight skinny jeans and it was just impractical and it was just very you know of the times and it was you know the, the, i have to change my dress code according to my social uh, gathering and that will change every half a year and i just didn't really want to be in that little weird race anymore where oh i dress a little better than you hey look at my plumage it's better than yours christopher it's just- i don't mean to interject here but i do mean mm-hmm. to interject yes. Do you think the reason your social gathering, as you put it, is changing every six months is because you don't shower? <laughs> no, but this was in his this was in his uh, his uh, his showering um, uh, peacocking days. Gotcha. Let me wrap up the showering thing. Look, I don't shower because I don't smell, and I would I I think that if I don't smell, then I'm not I don't need to. I'm not smearing poop everywhere. I'm not like infecting people. As far as I know, Andrea isn't infected. She does have a rash on the neck at the moment, but that's not me. I I, I th- well, it's fine. <laughs> my clothes my clothes don't smell, so I, therefore I can rewear them. And then I I put my hands up. If someone says I smell, I will have a shower. Uh, and if someone says your clothes smell, then I will wash them, or at least I will put them in a pile where <laughs> they will be washed at a later date. So uh, that's after the kind you've of shower worn ethos. them a few more times, or wear them a few more times. Um, uh, Andrea, you've submitted to me a photograph of actually two photographs of Christopher uh, before he he became a, a street person. Um, can I'm I'm looking at a photograph of of Christopher. It looks like perhaps uh, boating. Uh, maybe he's looking for excrement on the Thames. Um, could you describe to me what he's wearing? Um, yeah, he's wearing a pink shirt and some kind of um, curry collar trousers that were kind of tight. And then he wears this. Um, how do you call those shoes that are open? They have no shoelaces and. And they have like a loafer. Yeah, it's like a loaf, penny loafers like or something. Leather, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. And and I think that's it. It, it looks like yeah. he's also in this photograph on his lapel wearing mm-hmm. a, a small human figure. Is that true? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. He used to wear like how do you call it a, a badge? No, like a, ba- a brooch, brooch or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, a, like a brooch that he would make himself, or he would find something. And put it on. Um, okay, so I have a couple of concerns. First of all, I feel like I don't trust either of you to determine Ooh. whether Christopher is smelly. Have <laughs> you, Christopher, have you ever spoken to a clean person who had no social interest in telling you that you were... Uh, that that you smelled fine, such as, for example, you know, just getting you to get out of line at a fast food restaurant or whatever, um, and, and had them tell you, yes, you always smell fine. I, um, to friends, I have been known on occasion to say, hey, I don't smell, smell me. And people, and then I say, do I smell? And people often say, no, you don't smell or you smell normal and that's and I lift up my armpits and people dig in and there's no problem Christopher I have I'm looking at a photograph of your head in profile um and on your head is a, a majestic pile of hair um oh oh is that the one it, it, it's like the crown of my head or something yes 
Um, may, um, maybe you could yeah. describe to me uh, what your hair's up to. <laughs> I cut that off as soon as she tugged that because I didn't know that I had a sort of bird on the <laughs> of my head. I, I couldn't see the back of my head. The front of it, my, the hair on the front is normal. I, I think there's another photograph, but I can't see what's up there. I don't. I don't really. Yeah. Look if in the only there was some sort of professional you could hire to take a look at your head <laughs> and shape what's there into something that would be pleasing to others. A sort of <laughs> hair a chopper. Point, a That's bar a bore. <laughs> <laughs> Do you give yourself haircuts, Christopher? Yes. And I don't know if yes. this is part of the argument or not. It might be a factor. Uh, are you two destitute? I mean, you have an artist's lifestyle. I mean, I, I, I get the impression that Amsterdam probably isn't a cheap place to live. Do you, do you guys uh, have an income stream? Can you afford shampoos and the occasional haircut? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, we both can. But a kind of low budget, but yeah. Yeah, low budget, but we're doing it. We're all right. I mean, I, I think I have no problems with. <laughs> yeah, I think Andrea earns a little less than me at the moment, and she has plenty of shampoos. So, I have no excuse, but um, I don't need to have one, so I'm all right. I got one shampoo. <laughs> when you say one shampoo, you just mean a single application of shampoo that you stole from a Motel Six. <laughs> I actually got it, I think, uh, a year ago. It's the same one. <laughs> he, he just he just got it in a prize pack. Um, you know, sometimes I feel like when people are in a couple for for a long time, you know, they kind of they kind of dress to complement each other. Uh, can you guys describe how uh, Andrea dresses on a day to day basis? Well, I think. She 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 dresses very well. Um, I'm not sure how to. Well, maybe it's well in your eyes. I guess I'm not the most neat, uh, smart person. No, in like an objective, I'm not a banker either. Well, you're clear. Of... You're clearly not smart. You're dating this <laughs> guy. <laughs> I also have clothes with holes and paint on them, and and I I don't mind wearing old clothes, and you know. But she pulls it off with panache. Like I think it, she makes it into like uh, she uses the raggedy style to uh, her advantage. You know, it's kind of like a loose fitting clothing, but put together in a in a very uh, very good way, like a Stevie <laughs> Nicks type situation. <laughs> I, who's Stevie Nicks? Very funny in America. Very, very funny. Very funny. Oh. Very funny in America. <laughs> Sorry. This, this, will be, this will all be very funny to America. She's a she's a character from the cartoon strip Marmaduke. <laughs> you guys wouldn't know that, yeah, because you're not American. Yeah. Uh, Andrea, let me ask <laughs> let me ask you this question: how yeah. how does Christopher's manner of dress and um and his choices around hygiene affect your life? They don't affect me, um, how would you say, in my life. It's just more of a personal issue. I just feel like if he's not really properly taking care of himself, that means that he doesn't really care about himself, which means that he's not very being respectful with me either. So how can you, you know, show someone that you respect them if you're really just like looking of, looking, just thinking of whatever you you feel or think like he says, yeah, I don't cut the hair, the back of my head because of my hair, because I don't see it. So then I don't, he doesn't care about what other people are seeing, you know? Is it an issue, Andrea, when the two of you are out together, for example? Well, I'm not embarrassed, really. I mean, he's always been kind of special, creative with his clothes, but um, I guess it's more when I suggest something and he gets he gets annoyed that I'm suggesting because I don't give him the freedom. So I just completely ignore it now, uh, but still wonder sometimes, like, what, why, why is he wearing this? Or uh, why is he repeating so much his clothes? I, I have um, to ask you a relatively personal question now, Andrea. Yeah. When his hygiene is as poor as it is and when he dresses in the manner that he does, does this compromise your romantic interest in him? And I, I'm speaking advisedly because this is a family program, but does this compromise your romantic interest in him or does it enhance his romantic appeal as, say, the dirtiness of Kesha might 
for <laughs> cer- <laughs> certain people who I, who I won't name. Um, I, I think it makes it worse. The, mm-hmm. the, how do you say it? The attraction. This is something to be delicate about, of course, but Chris, have you noticed that since you've, you know, adopted this new, you know, uh, uh, approach to dressing, uh, uh, what are the trips to Pound Town like? Have they been, <laughs> are they less frequent? Uh, let's talk about the quality of the trips. And of course, I'm being delicate here. This needs to be, this is sensitive. The PG rated well, program that just became a the... PG 13 rated <laughs> program. Yeah. Um, probably the best thing about going to Pound Town um, is, well, they're not really bothered about what you wear in fact they have a, a no clothes policy so it's, right. it's not much of a problem what about the aftermath the aftermath in pound town they mean like putting you clothes just, back on i'm not gonna get too far yeah, into it yeah. sure i, I guess i guess i can't I guess think of a delicate certain... way to discuss the aftermath of pound town <laughs> <laughs> I guess there are certain things that you want to do when you when your partner is clean. There are certain things that you want to do versus when they're dirty. It's like I'm just I'm just talking about variety. Do you feel like you're getting all of the stuff? I I, I select I select my showers and I select them for the moments that I need to have them and I mean going to Pound Town is it's a, it's a special occasion. And you need to, you know, you need to dress for the occasion. So uh, showering is, I've always done this, like for as long as I can remember. And I am very conscious about smells because I remember when my dad, uh, he told me one day when I was a young boy, he said, you need some deodorant. And he just said it like that, very matter of fact. And I felt so ashamed. And it's like when you have like spinach on your teeth or a bird poo on your head and no one tells you until, you know, hours later. And then you just keep looking back and go, oh my God, how long have I been smelling for? I mean, I've been rolling around and and rocking up for dinner and I've been smelling. And then my mum also hates smelly people. She was on the bus one time with Oh, she was somewhere. I was with her. And then she got very, very angry with a man that smelled. And she said that he was antisocial. So I've, I've tried my best not to smell. And I do use, you know, anti-smelling products uh, to, to curb the smell. Do you ever exercise? Do you ever ride around on one of those funny Dutch bicycles with a little basket in the front, gathering tulips? Or play soccer ball? Or... <laughs> Yeah, you, we, riding clock, around clock is, 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 is a old dance. It's yeah, of course. Yeah, we have to do it every day. It's like uh, it's, it's transport. So, do you uh, do you take the opportunity after exercising to clean yourself? Well, I don't get that sweaty. I, I guess you do. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you just got busted. <laughs> busted. <laughs> No, okay, I don't. I sometimes just do. sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. You know, and if I get sweat, you know, there's like sweaty sweat can be good. You shouldn't wash off your sweat all the time. We we live in a far too clean a culture. You know, it's like yeah, you should wash all the time and buy our stuff to make you clean. Because if you don't, then you know people aren't gonna like you. Well, it's fine because you need the crusty sweat to you know get crystals or some science. I don't know. Some science on your body. Yeah, get some science on your body. You need it. It's you shouldn't you shouldn't shower all the time. You it's need not, the crusty sweat to gather some crystals. <laughs> <laughs> Are you suggesting that we're living uh, in the tyranny of the crystal industrial complex where the crystal industry is using our sweat to build its precious crystals? (laughs) Yeah, man, we're all being held down by big crystal. Uh, To a degree. I don't know. It's just, it's fine. No one's, no one, no one, I'm not bothering anybody else. I'm, uh... I, am I bothering you, Andre? Like with the with with the smelling and the non showering? Like, do you know when I shower and when I don't? Yeah. Oh. 
Why do you think you're in court, Christopher? You think it's happenstantial? You think we've been cold calling people? Andrea, shut your pie hole, Christopher. Andrea, what remedy for this situation do you think would be appropriate? Um, um, I guess a balance, a bit of a balance. Because <laughs> it seems like you're just like a, a wild, wild sheep. I don't know what <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, doing whatever you want, getting crystals all over your body. And, and in the meantime, I'm just here like, hey, but what about me? Um, so, I don't know. I mean, it is true that the, the smell is not the bother because it's true that it's, it's not like a homeless person smell, you know. It's not something that really, it's, it's just like, like, yeah, if he's smelly, he showers or I tell him to shower or whatever. I think it's the whole routine, you know, when, when one thing is next to the other, when, when there's not much shower, but also there's not much change of clothes and also there's not much cleaning the clothes or the house or the hair or whatever. And then all of that together, I think it's when it becomes a bit like, Okay, but do you actually care about me? Or yeah. so I think just um, taking a bit more care or being trying to see how would you feel if I was like that? If you were happy, then I'd be happy. <laughs> you know, this is maybe a this is maybe a consideration. How how old are you guys? Twenty five. Twenty five. Yeah. And um, and you're can you can you guys tell me what you know what what you guys want your kind of uh, life to be moving forward? Do you want to stay artists? Do you want to, um, do you hope to move into a more traditional job at some point? W- where do you guys see yourselves in five years? Probably banking, right? Probably banking. <laughs> uh, into more and more chaos, I'm, I'm afraid. I think we both... I like the idea that Andrea is a Spanish anarchist. <laughs> She's going to start assassinating archdukes. So you want him to start wearing more Guy Fox masks. <laughs> Christopher, oh. I have to ask you uh I have to ask you this question. How mm-hmm. often would you say your clothes get washed? I want to start with in terms of number of wearings. I want you to describe socks and underwear. I want you to describe trousers, and I want you to describe shirts. And then you can go on to, uh, you know, uh, outerwear. Well, and then of course your tuxedos and ah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, white tie. <laughs> yeah, black tie. Informal black How tie. How often do you polish your monocle? Exactly. <laughs> um, well, everything. Well, I don't have a monocle. I thought those were black nails. Oh no no. Andrea was pointing at me like, yeah, you wash your monocle. Um, I, I, they all get washed together. Everything gets all, all washed in, at one time. So um, when the underwear runs out, um, then everything gets washed. How, on uh, average, how many times do you wear your underwear uh, before, uh, before it goes in the wash? Like three days. Three days, I'd say. On three average. Day, I think three, yeah. three days what? Three days I wear my underwear and then it gets put in the wash okay. yeah i'm not I, th- I don't know i'm not pooping in them so it's fine <laughs> what about no. what about shirts shirts the same thing they all get washed it's about um i'd say every month and a half to two months does everything get washed and i know that can that sounds you know unreasonable but andrea does the same thing she washes everything every one and a half to two months you know, like girls big... have more clothes than boys <laughs> Yeah, wow. Boys who aren't me. Yeah. <laughs> Most boys. Your typical boys. So, Christopher, we're talking about three wears for socks and underwear. How many wears for shirts? Before, it, Before they get washed. the washing pile. Yeah. No, b- um, yeah, b- between washes. I don't know. I mean, it can, it can go, it can go a long time. If it, it's just... If it doesn't smell, if I did some real physical exertion in that thing, then sure, it's gone straight away. But on average, maybe like sort of three weeks or something. So you're talking about 20 wears? You mean three weeks worn continuously? Um, Andrea, I trust you. What's your opinion about how many times does he wear a shirt before he washes it? Uh, Yeah, I I would say it might be three weeks. 
But what he does, for example, with that is cumulative, though. The three weeks um, are cumulative. Like it's like two days here, yeah. three days there, another four days, like two weeks down the line. I can and then hear you accumulating days. I think he's using now maybe, I mean, he has, he does have a lot of clothes, but he's no, using, he's using yeah. like a, what, 2% of your clothes at the moment? I sold lots of them. Yeah, you sold lots of them, but you don't use them. So um, he's now maybe using three or four shirts and, and, and the average of, of washing clothes is still a month, like every month. Wow. So yeah. I think that says enough. So we're looking and, and at I, least 10 wearings. Yeah. Oh, at least, at least, yeah, for sure. Maybe more. In terms of wares, it's going to be 20 wares, I reckon. Christopher, what would you like to see come out of this case? I just want to do, I, I'm not bothering really anybody. And I don't want to just be told to do something just because everyone else is doing it. You know, like, hey, you shouldn't wear raggedy clothes because we're all being clean. And, and then you should shower more. And I say, why? Because you should. Just, uh, I don't smell. What's the problem, mister? And I just don't want to be told to do things that seem unnecessary. I'm, I'm happy doing, I am happy the way I am. Do you and, think that you have on. responsibilities to others because of social convention that are uh, of value simply because there is value in having social conventions? I understand the social convention and I understand that if I smell, then, then it is very antisocial and unpleasant for other people. And I would definitely take note of that and shower immediately. Same for clothes, but I know I don't really seem to offend anybody else apart from Andrea with the clothes. And I don't, I don't want to wear, I, I don't look in the mirror really. And I don't want to wear my clothes for other people anymore. I want to wear my clothes for practical purposes. I mean, I, I don't, I just don't want to be viewed just as my clothes. Anymore. Are you just going to stop That's wearing why. clothes and start wearing chain mail? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty practical. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. well I'm, I'm, I'm seeing maybe an industrial jumpsuit. Yeah. Have you thought about switching to jumpsuits? I did think about switching to jumpsuits, but I look like a knob, so I stopped immediately. Oh, really? Well, but you oh, don't okay. wear clothes for other people, huh? Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't wearing the jumpsuits for other people. The jumpsuit was purely practical. It was like you just wear the, It's like a onesie, right? Is that a jumpsuit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's, and it's like, and it's for painting and stuff. I have one. I thought it was brilliant because I thought, oh, I don't need to think about anything else anymore. But I looked like a giant, like, blue smarty. So Two other people. Two other it? people, what, with the jumpsuit? Yeah, well, I don't want to draw attention. At the end of the day, I also don't want to draw attention to myself by looking like a blue smarty. You know, I want to kind of blend seamlessly a little bit. Well, uh, Christopher, Andre, I appreciate you uh, sharing your arguments with me. I'm going to retire to my chambers and consider my decision. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. While Judge Thorne is considering his decision, uh, let, let me talk to you guys for a little bit. Uh, Andrea, um, let's, let's go into a fantasy world here. You and Chris are going out to a nice dinner. What would you like him to wear? I would like him to wear a shirt that he hasn't broken on purpose uh, yeah or like some trousers that he hasn't worn for the last two weeks and some nice clean underwear and socks and i think that's enough okay uh, chris and chris that sounds that sounds reasonable to you yeah it's reasonable i'd do it i if we were going out for a nice meal i i definitely take that occasion to put on some clean underwear and Chris, do you think do you think that this uh, this image that you're projecting this uh, this utilitarian image how do you, do you think that is part of your success or not success in the art world? <laughs> um, no, no, I don't think it's got anything to do with it. But, but no, possibly, I I I, I am working. Uh, more, I, I want, I, I definitely want to make work uh, that speaks for itself rather than the an image behind the work. I'm not doing it on purpose, though. It's just, it's come naturally, this whole thing. And I think I've just begun, as I've uh, been more at, at art school and then coming out, I've, I've, it's made me question a lot about why am I dressing the way I am and who do I need to please by doing so? Um, can't I just be recognized for what I do and who I am rather than what I dress like? Andrea, have you thought about maybe surprising him with a bath? Maybe just while dumping some water and shampoo on him while he's sleeping? 
<laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't thought about that. I've I've tried to like say, oh wow, a nice shower now, because I love showering, but uh, it doesn't work. Like it just doesn't work. And uh, guys, how do you think? Uh, how do you think Judge Thorne is going to rule in this case? Uh, Andrea, we'll start with you. Uh, how do you? How, how do you think the ruling is going to go down? Uh, I'm I'm quite confused myself because even though I'm the one saying all these things, saying like yeah, they could like the normal thing would be to shower more often, not clean your clothes more often and stuff. At the at the same time, I understand the freedom. You know, I I understand that if if he's not really bothering anybody apart from me because I know him deeply, then then what's the matter? So I'm a bit confused myself. Uh, Chris, how about you? How do you think this is going to go? I, I I got a good idea. I think it. I I'm going to be told to conform, and I feel like the little man, you know, at the bottom of the pile, just going, "I want to. I don't. Why? What? I'm not doing any harm." So you feel like I'm you're gonna, kind of raging against the machine at this point. Maybe maybe it's a good thing that it gets turned against me because that just gives my cause more. Uh, you know, oomph. I'll be like the the sort of the the, the pussy riot in um in the sort of hygiene world. Mm, okay, so so you're, I really you're, regret saying that. Yeah, yeah, probably not a great comparison to draw, uh, but what's done is done. Uh, oh um, no! Uh, Judge Thorne is re-entering the courtroom. Uh, Jesse, to catch you up on what was happening while you were rendering your verdict, uh, Chris compared himself to uh, agitprop punk band and political prisoners, Pussy Riot. <laughs> So this is um, – he feels very strongly about the stance that he's taking. I'm happy to hear – I'm happy to hear that you're making a fight against the dictatorial regime in Holland <laughs> and on behalf of social justice for all people. Uh, Judge Thorne, uh, what is the verdict? Well, Christopher, I, I have to say – that as a somewhat eccentric dresser myself, I appreciate the passion and consideration that you've brought to your personal uh, presentation. However, ultimately, I must rule against you. I understand that as an artist, and particularly as a young artist, um, you have made the choice in your life to spend time getting to know yourself. That's a natural and valuable thing uh, for all people, but it's particularly valuable for people whose job it is to express themselves in a very deep way. That having been said, you are 25, you are an adult, and you are responsible not just to yourself, but also to others. I am not going to require you uh, to participate in what I would describe as a normal amount of washing. <laughs> Instead, I will require you to participate in, in what I would describe as a bare minimum first world 21st century amount of washing. That is the following. I would ask you to shower at least once per week. That's not an average. I do not wish seven days to pass with you not having showered. I want you to change and wash the clothes that touch your stinky parts after each wearing. Your stinky parts, if I may be specific, are your underarms, your feet, and your special business. That means socks, underwear, and shirts, particularly shirts worn without an undergarment. Is that clear? That's clear. Clothes that don't touch your stinky parts should be washed when there is any noticeable odor or soil. Yes, I'll, sir. I'll tell you the reason for this. It is not simply for uh, your own self-respect uh, or for social convention uh, or for any of the reasons that I've already outlined. It's also out of respect to your clothing. Um, soil that you cannot see in the form of dirt and oil 
uh, will degenerate your clothing, and it sound like, sounds like it does. And your clothes need to be washed in order to be maintained. It is part of the basic maintenance of your wardrobe that you wash the clothes that are getting your body oils on them. So um, I, I need you to keep those things clean so that you can continue to wear them and so that you don't have to go out and buy new clothes and be a consumptive anti-pussy riot so-and-so. <laughs> I will also compel you to, ha- to either have your hair cut professionally oh, what? or to wear a hairstyle that can be reasonably maintained by you and Andrea. That hairstyle basically is just a buzz cut. There's basically no other hairstyle that you will be able to maintain yourself with help from Andrea, unless Andrea's job is as a hairdresser, other than a buzz cut. So your choices are either to get your hair professionally managed or to wear a hairstyle that you can manage. I do not think that I can't see it is an appropriate excuse for a haircut because everyone else that's not you can and I think that speaks to your artist's self-centeredness, which, again, is a valuable thing, but it's also something that you have to be careful of. And finally, I compel you to find a close friend and appoint that friend as your odor monitor. This should be someone that you see regularly, and you should check in with them at least once a week around your personal uh, hygiene habits. This has to be someone who will be brutally honest with you, as honest as I am being with you right now. And they have to check in. Are you gross? Ideally, it'd be, uh, ideally it'd be Bill Maher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, tells it like it is. Well, Again, very funny to Americans. I mean, I say check in on John McCain in the Straight Talk Express. <laughs> sure, yeah. He travels through Holland a lot, doesn't he? Ultimately, Christopher, I am very loath to ask someone for whom expression is their business to change the way uh, they dress themselves um, and change the way they present themselves physically. I, I think that's a very important thing, and I respect you. I respect your decisions very much. I also think that you're right that the hygiene industry has changed our expectations around hygiene, and not always for the better. They've transformed. The, the washing that we need to do for our health into a luxury that can be bought and consumed and, and ultimately into a thing that can lead to shame. I mean, I think, for example, uh, you know, no one even knew what shampoo was before uh, 75 or 100 years ago. Uh, however, I also think that it's important to recognize that you have to respect yourself Uh, Respect your romantic partner and respect the other people in the world. And part of that is thinking about the way your choices affect others. I think that you may be myopic in thinking that they don't affect others. And so I I have set up this system to to lead you, hopefully, to, to, to follow the bare minimums of societal conventions. And, you know, if you want to wear seven brooches... Uh, to express yourself, go ahead. Wear the brooches. I have no beef with that. I just don't want you to be the stinky guy in the elevator. That's my ruling. You're welcome. Judge Thorne has spoken. Uh, return to your marijuana smokings and your Tulip. prostitution hirings. Tulip gathering. Tulip gathering. That's what. That's what they call prostitute gathering. <laughs> Um, uh, Andrea, Chris, uh, how do you guys feel about the ruling today? Um, yeah, I think it's, it's it seems very, very fair. <laughs> um, I, I just also, it made me realize how much I was also getting convinced by Christopher in the way that I started to think, why does someone need to shower once a week or why does someone need to change their clothes for, for their partner or whatever, you know? So, Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think it's 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 an eye opener. I think I think it's a good idea for the odor monitor. A odor monitor is a good thing. Someone who who really who will really say it, uh, it. You know, straight into my face. Yes, you you smell like a rhino or something. You know, that's fine. So yeah, I'm 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 happy. I guess. <laughs> Christopher Andrea, thank you for joining us on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you thank very you. much. Cheers. 
Hello, I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org, and they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame, you can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code HODGMAN. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024, 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I, I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step-by-step, day-by-day, bird-by-bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org.
Judge Thorne, now that we're uh, in your quarters, uh, would you like to have a snack and clear the docket? I would. What, what kind of snacks have you brought? Well, I have some hard cheese and a knuckle sandwich. I'll take the cheese. Okay. Can I punch you later? I'd rather you didn't. All right. Let's clear the docket, shall we? Let's. Aaron writes, My wife Sarah and I are shamefully late to the party that is the Judge John Hodgman podcast. We've got over a hundred unlistened to episodes and have devoted ourselves to catching up. I've listened in chronological order. Sarah listens in reverse chronological order. I say she's robbing herself of enjoyment of, uh, of context by doing this, particularly if there are ever any references to previous cases. This also robs us of any opportunity to discuss the episodes. How should we listen to back episodes? Oh, this one is easy. Yeah. This is a very easy one. Oh, okay, one for great, me. great, great. No problem mm-hmm. here. First of all, I would say always listen first to the newest episode. Mm-hmm. So if there is a current episode, listen to that first. Yeah. Reason being, you want to know if there's something timely happening. You want to enjoy it in a timely fashion. Sure, because I know you guys on this show, I mean, you do consider it a news program first and foremost. Absolutely. Well, you know, since we added Stone Phillips. Sure. I I should be clear, Stone Phillips (laughs) is not an on-air presence on the program. Yeah. And when I say added, I mean we've added him as to our inspiration board. Right. We have an inspiration board here at the office. Is he getting paid for that? Oh, no, absolutely Oh, these are just magazines. These are like Tiger Beat photos of Stone Phillips. Yeah, from Tiger Beat for newsreaders. Yeah. Um, For the Lil News fan. (laughs) So first and foremost, your priority should be the the current episode of the program. You know, you don't want to miss tour dates. You don't want to miss an announcement. You know, you might have missed, if you were just living in the back episodes, you might have missed that uh, Judge Hodgman's new special Ragnarok is on Netflix right now. That's an important piece of information. That's the kind of important stuff you can miss out on. So... Number one, always listen to the current episode first. Mm-hmm. Second of also, all... Also, listen to current episodes, any episodes that have to do with current debates. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> and if there's, if there's anything about red or black currants, mm-hmm. um, or any hard candies, any current flavored mm-hmm. hard listen candies... Listen to those first. The current episodes, the current episodes, then the back episodes. And if there's any episodes about, uh, of course, the great rivalry between Edison and Westinghouse, <laughs> about alternating current or direct <laughs> current, <laughs> I'd recommend listening to those first. So, current episodes. <laughs> right. Current episodes. Right. Current episodes. Right. Back episodes. Uh, and when you listen to the back episodes, more to the point of this question, when you listen to the back episodes, if you would, if you're, it is your intention to listen to the entire back catalog, which someone actually just emailed me the other day and said they were just about to finish all 283 episodes of Jordan Jesse Go. Impressive. I would like you to start from the beginning. The reason is uh, that. As with any entertainment property, especially a comic one, there is a sort of accumulation of information and knowledge that will enrich your enjoyment. Um, and and you will miss out on that if you listen in reverse chronological order. And instead, what you will get when you listen in, in reverse chronological order is a, is a steady downward slide. <laughs> you want to start low and yeah. get high. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I say listen to the current one first because you don't want to miss out on timely things. And then if, you, if you're the kind of completist who wants to have heard, heard every episode, start with episode one and keep on moving and you'll get uh, uh, the incredible feeling of what it's like to see something become what it is before your very ears. Sounds like uh, that's solid advice. Shall well, we move long, on? It's solid advice as long as you see with your ears. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Nicole writes, my boyfriend John feels uh, feels that dirty dishes are best placed on the clean counter above the dishwasher. I think dirty dishes should go in the sink until they're ready to be placed into the dishwasher or washed by hand. The obvious answer would be to put the dish directly into the dishwasher. However, most of the time the dishwasher is already filled with either dirty dishes or clean dishes. I do about 90% of the chores and John's only mandatory task is the dishes. So I say dishes in the sink, not the counter, until they're washed. And wash them regularly. Who's right in this argument? This is, I'm, I'm going to give you a nuanced answer on mm-hmm. this one. First of all, I'm going to ask whether you have a single chamber or a bicameral sink. Shall I answer for them? Yes. Single chamber. Single chamber sink. Mm-hmm. They live in an airport bathroom. 
<laughs> Wait, there's only one sink in this airport bathroom? Well, they've roped... Sounds like a, a hygiene disaster. They've roped one off. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're, they're, they have a Tom Hanks in t- the terminal... Right. ...slash Edward Snowden type situation. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's a squatter's rights thing. In, they have it, rights to one of the sinks. In either case, they are uh, living in an airport. Mm-hmm. They are making their money by returning luggage carts. Mm-hmm. And they, they are, are in romancing a lesser Spielberg movie. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, okay. That movie was a disappointment, wasn't it? Yeah. Because you'd think with Tom Hanks, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and that wonderful premise, it would be I think Shaloub's in there, too. You got a Shaloub. And then there's nothing better than Shaloub. Oh, yeah. And he just, anything just come off of Catch Me If You Can, which is a delight. This is a really fun movie. Anyway. I'm going to say, with two chambers of the sink, mm-hmm. no doubt about it, always goes in the sink. Okay, because you have a dirty side and a clean side. You have a side for washing and a side for rinsing. Okay? Seems fair. So my first recommendation is, come on, it's 2013, get a two-part sink. However, I understand not everyone can afford that. Not everyone's made out of money like I am. Sure. I got this podcast empire money. Yeah. You're you're buying sinks up the wazoo. Yeah, I got wisdom money. Sure. I got all this money that this wisdom I'm From getting your wisdom teeth pulled and (laughs) leaving them for the tooth fairy. Yeah. (laughs) So um, that's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, in a a one-sink situation, it's a little less clear. I'm going to say that I would like you to put them in the sink for this reason. I, I understand the impulse to put them beside the sink. And this was what we did in my own home as a child. Um, However, my concern is, of course, vermin. I'm speaking not only of rodents, but also of insects. Mm -hmm. Both of them are attracted to food and food detritus. Lizard got in my house the other day. Exactly. And this is the kind of things we should be concerned about. Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing that lizards love, it's a half-eaten club sandwich. Sure. <laughs> so if he wants... To- I don't want to be part of any club that ha- would have lizard as a member. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, if he wants, if he wants, if he's insistent on stacking them next to the sink, I would say if he wants to rinse them first, mm-hmm. then he can stack them next to the sink neatly. However, that having been said, in a 90-10 situation, the person doing 90% of the work gets yeah. to make the call. Sure. It's obviously her house, and he's just living in it. He's just skating across the top of this house. If he's only responsible for doing the dishes, she makes the call. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just basic equity. This, <laughs> is, this is her home. He's lucky to, be, to have a live-in maid, and he should do whatever she says under any circumstances. Yeah, Even and I bet she's stuff. given it up regularly too. I bet she is. Yeah, I mean, there's no way to know that for sure. But I mean, but you see, the, I mean, I could tell from the tone of the letter, right? That she's given from the it tone. Up it seems clear. Regularly. It seems clear. Yeah. Well, Jesse, it looks like uh, the docket's cleared. Well, there's only one way for you, the listener, to spend more time with me and Jordan Morris. That's to listen to our hit comedy podcast, Jordan Jesse Go, which is a lot like this. Um, I would say primary difference, Jordan Jesse goes a lot more vulgar. Uh, primary similarity, both programs are very judgmental. So there you go. You get all the, uh, all the judgment with, uh, without, uh, without all this, uh, you know. Structure. Yeah, exactly. Reason for existing. I was say teetotal again. Yeah, right. Celebrity. Yeah, if this, if this, if this, if this program feels too, uh, uh, too pointed, mm-hmm. if you're like, eh, get, get out of this. Yeah. Listen to ours. Yeah. I think people, I honestly, I think Judge John Hodgman fans who are not offended by profanity, of which there is a fair amount on Jordan Jessica, um, would really enjoy our program. It's a warm hearted look at life um, from the perspective of uh, two men who are uh, unafraid uh, to talk about their gentleman parts. Sure. So if you've uh, been listening to this show, you think these guys are great. Yep. They're witty. Yep. I wonder what's going on with their junk. Yep. Jordan Jesse Go. 
Yeah, that's the way to go. Thank you so much to Judge John Hodron for allowing us to fill in while uh, he is in the internetless hills of the Northeast. I can only assume we'll be filling in on The Daily Show any day now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, John Oliver opened up a slot for us. Oh, really? Yeah. That was nice. He also him. wants us to host The Bugle. Can we be in Baby Mama too? Oh, you bet we can. Oh, awesome. We're going to be doing celebrity cameos across a wide variety of media. I can't wait to meet Dax Shepard. If, seriously, if they finally get that Bored to Death movie made. We're going to be playing Hodgman's part? Absolutely. Tag team style. That's great. They're going to use prosthetics. Oh, cool. This is like Todd Solon's palindromes. <laughs> you got it. Okay, uh, all of that, uh, we really we really thank, thank you a lot for listening to the program. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. No case too big, too small, too stupid, too brilliant, too important. Just send it in. You know, Judge Hodgman can make that call. He reads every submission. You can send in a weird joke submission. Not that you should, but you could. He'll read it. Do it. You know what I mean? He's a thorough man. Send all that stuff in at MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. Check out Jordan Jesse Go free in your favorite podcatcher or online at MaximumFun.org. Thanks for taking the time. We will see you next time on the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. The Judge John Hodgman Podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org and our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.